Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I pay Taylor. Should you pay Taylor? How much should you pay Taylor? And yes, I'm talking about Heineke. If he wins tomorrow, if the Commanders win tomorrow, and if they set themselves up for a playoff appearance, which is what a win tomorrow does, right? Put a little space between you uh, and, and Seattle, a little space between you and Detroit, a little space between you and New York. If you can put that space there and you're looking like a playoff run, you got to start planning who do you want to keep around from this season for the future of your program. Does Taylor make the cut? Does Heineke make the cut? And how much would you be willing to pay him? 1-800-636-1067. That's the call in line right here on 1067. The fan, 1-800-636-1067. I asked that question because I think the money might be a lot more than I originally anticipated. I have I had a buddy that texted me and said, Taylor Heineke, four years, hundred million. And I went, whoa. As I'm sure many of you probably just did when that happened. Whoa, right? Just when I said four years, hundred million, you all jumped out of your skin. It's exactly what I did. We are on the same page. High five. And I said that. And he went, no, you, you know, he he walked it back and he, you know, had the had the moment of clarity. And he goes, but what about something like three years, 70 million? And I was like, 70 million? You think that's realistic? And he said, well, it would be essentially a one-year deal. No, nothing guaranteed or, or just a couple million dollars guaranteed in years year number two and nothing guaranteed in year number three. So for my basketball fans out there, it would be like a one-year deal with two team options at a severely below-average starting quarterback contract. And I went, interesting. And the reason why he was bringing it up, and, and I'm, I'm giving him all the credit because you know I, he, he walked me through this, and I'm, I'm doing the best to walk you through it as well, is can you name any quarterback – that has led their team to the playoffs and not returned to the team the following year by team choice. Right? Not not saying they retire or a situation like Brady where Brady went 12 and 4 in his last year with the, the Patriots and left for Tampa. That was Brady's choice. Kind of, right? That's we're not going to even try to make comparisons or or you know, make similarities between Taylor Heineke's situation and Tom Brady's situation, but but is there a situation where a team has had a, team, a quarterback start majority of the games, lead a, a dramatic comeback to the playoffs, and they don't return. I, I struggled, right? You come up with Brady. You're thinking maybe, maybe, you know, you're going back. You're thinking for weird situations. Somebody brought up Drew Bledsoe, and I was like, ah. 
But then it, it got taken to the next level. He said, what if it was a team that traditionally didn't have that kind of success? So what do you mean? So if you look at Washington, sure, they made the playoffs two years ago, the Alex Smith year, and it's actually when, when Heineke started against Brady in the playoffs. But, I mean, that was a, that was a below 500 record. You, you have to go back a ways to when they were actually in a legitimate playoff race and came out in the playoffs. Is that team willing to go into next year without the guy that gave them success that they're not used to? And I was like, ah, you know, it's probably a good point. And, and we started talking and we, 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 we kind of walked that long path together, long walk, short drink of water. And, and then right at the end, he twisted it on me. And I'm going to try to twist it on you, right? Like M. Night Shyamalan, big twist in the movie. The, 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 <laughs> the, the twist was, do you think his agents know that? Right? They can't go into next year. If they make the playoffs, and especially if they have any modicum of success in the playoffs, a winning game or or a close game against the opponent that goes on a nice long run, if they make the playoffs and have some form of success in the playoffs, they can't go into next year without Heineke. And don't you think his agent knows that? Which gives them leverage, gives them negotiating leverage. So, so... I say all of that to ask you this. Three years, something like 23 million guaranteed, three years, $70 million. Is that as outlandish as as my gut instinct says it is when you really break it down? Would it be a colossal mistake to go three years, $70 million, 23 guaranteed for Taylor Heineke? 1-800-636-1067. If you build the contract in a way that is unbelievably team-friendly because you can look at Taylor and say, I don't think anyone else out there on the market is going to give you this, because you can look at Taylor and say, you know, you're still undersized, you're a bit older than, than we'd like a quarterback at your career point to be, right? You have, the team has their points they can make. But when the agent looks back at them and says, he took you to the playoffs, and he's a free agent. What's your offer? What can a team that doesn't make it to the playoffs often say back to that? Sure, you built a nice roster, glorious roster. That defensive front really came along in the second half of the season. Your skill positions, especially if Brian Robinson continues to get better as he gets further from the, from the unfortunate uh, situation he dealt with in the attempted burglary, and, and, and if the running backs have a little thunder and lightning with Robinson and Gibson, and if the receivers led by Terry McLaurin, and, and if Jahan Dodson continues to develop, and Curtis Samuel, if he can stay healthy and do the little jack-of-all-trades thing he has going on, if, if in the offensive line, if you can improve that a little bit, and if the defense has all this other stuff, if all of that keeps happening... Are you really going to add a question mark? Because right now, again, this is assuming they win tomorrow. This is assuming Washington wins tomorrow. They have a quarterback that they know is good enough with this roster to make the playoffs. You really want to add a question mark. And you thought you were bringing in one that was good enough two years ago in Fitzpatrick. Didn't work. And you thought you were bringing in someone that was good enough this offseason. Carson Wentz. Didn't work. You have a known You can eliminate a variable. It would just cost you $23 million guaranteed, $70 million contract overall through three years. Would that tickle your fancy? 
And then once you answer that question in your own brain, feel free. You can call in if you want, 1-800-636-1067, or you can just you can keep the answer in, in your mind and, and think of this next deal. Does that add to the pressure for Heineke tomorrow night? In a game with already all of that pressure, all of those high stakes, you got the playoffs maybe on the line, divisional game on the line, the the reputation because you're playing on national television in primetime on the line. Yeah, for, not to mention for Heineke, what does he what does he get? Two hundred and fifty k for every win that he plays at least sixty percent of the snaps. So he's got a quarter of a million dollars on the line. Might be two twenty five k. Either way. On top of that, you now you throw in maybe the agent is saying, hey, if you win this one, we're in very good shape for a giant contract. And I mean giant contract, no pun intended for your opponent. Does the pressure ever get to this guy? Because up to this point, it looks like pressure doesn't get to him. Right? I'm not saying he always plays well under pressure, but up to this point, it doesn't look like the pressure is the reason he plays well or not well. It doesn't look like that's the, the driving cause. Right? Let's go to the call in line. Dan in Rockville has an answer to my question earlier. A quarterback who led his team to the playoffs who did not get returned. And this might be a good answer if, if, if I'm thinking of it correctly. Dan in Rockville, thank you very much for calling in. Anyone can call in, by the way, 1-800-636-1067. Do you have an example of a quarterback who led their team to the playoffs and didn't get brought back? Yes, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, and we're talking about with uh, – with the the Vikings, the, Vikings through the Minneapolis miracle and got to the NFC Championship game, um, but the Vikings didn't bring him back. They, they picked up Kirk Cousins instead. Well, man, the le- lesson might be be being learned as we speak today. Uh, appreciate the call. I'm actually going to look up real quick here, and, and I'm going to do this as quickly as I can. Um, Exactly. Okay, perfect. So that 2017 year, and thank you for the call, Dan, and, and that's a great answer. Uh, call back in any time, 1-800-636-1067. It was the 2017 season. He ended up being the quarterback for a majority of the season, took the Vikings to the playoffs, ended up rolling all the way through to the, the NFC Championship game, Minneapolis Miracle, all those sorts of things. The next year, they signed Kirk Cousins, but guess what Case Keenum did? He signed with the Broncos and made $18 million that next year. So even though it wasn't the team that he was playing for, he still cashed in. Big time. That is, and I'm just looking it up here, this is all according to Spotrack, which which is as good as anybody at at tracking contracts, uh, three times as much as any other season total earnings for that season. The most he made in any season other than 2018 with the Broncos, which was directly after he made the playoffs with the Vikings, uh, was $6 million. He made $18-plus million. $18-plus million that one year. So even if you say, all right, Heineke, Washington doesn't want you. You, you, you went all the way to the playoffs. You went on a little run. Washington doesn't want you. Enjoy free agency. You're looking at almost 20 mil. That's the, the market rate, right? Let's go back to the call in line. Brandon has a, a take on Heineke's contract situation. You can call in. That number stays open, 1-800-636-1067. Brandon, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Taylor's contract situation? 
Hey, what's going on? Enjoying the show today. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate my, that. My yeah, of course. My take is, you know, if they win tomorrow, he's going to get the um, he'll you know, and let's say they make the playoffs. I'm sure Snyder would love to sign him. You know, especially you know, hopefully he's on his way out, and they'll say, look, this is what I brought you all. That's what I'm going to get. All right, see you later. I brought you all a winner. You know, at least he'll kind of go out on a small bang, maybe. All right, I, 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 th- thank you very much for the call. I have and and. <laughs> Fun fact, nobody really knows what's going on with the the Snyder situation. I have no idea how much he is actively involved in like those types of situations right now. Do you pay your quarterback? How much can you afford and and, and, and all that? Because he has so much else on his plate. Just so much else on his plate. Uh, Matt and Alexandria has one more quarterback example. We'll get to it quickly uh, before we head to break. Matt, thank you for calling in. What do you have? Hey, uh... Hey, just wanted to say thanks for taking my call. First, a mm-hmm. uh, former Washington quarterback, Alex Smith, made the playoffs with the Chiefs and then was dealt in lieu of the Chiefs drafting Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was dealt to Washington in, uh, after he made the playoffs with the Chiefs that year. Appreciate it. I, I appreciate the call. Great example. And that's another one that kind of goes in with what I'm saying, right? Alex Smith got paid. So, so – Washington has to know that Taylor Heineke, if he leads them to the playoffs, there'll be a market for him. Just like Alex Smith, I mean, Washington paid out the wazoo, right? Remember that contract that they renegotiated? Uh, and, and Case Keenum took the Vikings to the playoffs, even though he left the team $18 million that next year with Denver. So if, if Washington doesn't want to let Heineke walk, it's going to cost them way more than I thought it was going to cost them. Way more. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. That call line remains open, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. When we come back, I I do want to look at the playoff race behind Washington. Who is in pursuit and who should we be rooting for? Stick around. Colts are beating the Vikings 30-0. And, and this, by the way, I, I know many of you uh, gamble, many of you don't. I can tell you right now, if you're just interested in the sport, if you just want to try to try to figure out, if you're just interested in sports in general, even if you don't gamble, you can learn something from the gambling world. They can tell you things, right? You can you can benefit off of others' uh, research. And the way I like to say it, like, you know, Vegas, meaning the the sports books, not the Raiders, they have a whole bunch of Schefters and Rappaports and and Peliceros and and all of that group that uh, Garofolos, they have all of that, that group, but they have a billion of them and they're way more connected and they have way better information. And, And it was funny because going into this game, the Colts Vikings game. And, and everyone knows Kirk, right? I mean, it's not technically a primetime game, but it was uh, for sure a game where they're the only game in town, right? There's no other games going on, so it's kind of primetime Kirk. Uh, but the Vikings were favored by just three and a half. The Vikings were favored by just three and a half. And if you look at the way the Colts had been trending, yikes, right? Yikes. They got beat 54-19 in their most recent game against Dallas. 54-19. The Vikings were 10-3. So on the surface, you see just a a 3.5-point spread, and in some places, 3. And you're like, there's no way. There's no way. But, But when it smells that fishy, 
Right when a line makes that little sense, when there's that little like I don't know, that team's really bad, that team's really good, but but the 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 line isn't moving and despite where all the public money is, you can say Vegas knows more than me. So they're thinking the Colts have a chance in this one. Now, did they expect it to be 30 to 0 in the first half? No, but they knew there was something cooking with the Colts that the Vikings weren't ready for, or they knew there was something with the Vikings that was was obvious to get to to be taken advantage of. And heck, they might just be saying Kirk Cousins when he's the only game in town, going back to his Washington days. Right when there's no other games going on and every football fan, every NFL football fan is watching him, it doesn't go well. Now I don't know if they could have predicted that you know, Dalvin Cook would fumble or blocked punt would be returned for a touchdown by the Colts and some of the more fluky stuff. But even if you don't gamble, occasionally check the lines if you just want to know more about the game. If you just want to know more about what to anticipate. And if you ever get to the point where you're agreeing with what Vegas is saying most often, that's probably how you know you're, you're really locked in. All I know is when I see a line that stinks... When I see a line that smells fishy, I try to uh, dive in further, see what I can't figure out. And all I know is I stayed the heck away from betting on this game because I didn't like what Vegas was telling me, and I'm glad I did because I would not have been able to talk myself into the Colts getting the win, let alone getting a smash, getting an absolute dominating win. Uh, Looking elsewhere, I want to talk about who's chasing in the playoff race. We know Washington and the Giants are playing tomorrow Sunday night football with a lot of the the playoff race on the line. We know that, right? Those two teams are sitting at 6th in the playoff race and 7th in the playoff race. Washington is 7-5-1. The Giants are 7-5-1. And And there really is no... I don't even know what the third tiebreaker is, but right now the tiebreaker is tied because in their head-to-head matchup, they tied. So so they're in 6th and 7th, damn near interchangeable. But 8th, Seattle. They're at 7-7. Lost to San Francisco on Thursday. Ninth, Detroit, 6-7. They play at the New York Jets on Sunday. 10th Green Bay, 5-8. and eight. I don't think you have to worry about them too much, but they do play the Rams on Monday. That's Monday night. And, you know, the Rams, even with the good vibes from Baker Mayfield, probably aren't scaring a ton of teams right now. So first of all, I think everybody needs to go ahead and give a, give a, a, a round of applause, clap it up for Brock Purdy. Because that win by the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday against Seattle makes it so even if Washington loses to the Giants, they are still technically in that seventh spot, the final seat of the playoff race. It becomes more difficult because they have to play San Francisco next week, but Purdy getting that win helped out. And right now, for this weekend, all of D.C., all of Washington just became really big Zach Wilson fans. And I, I mean, I know Zach Wilson is hard to... He's a hard guy to root for, right? He just kind of gives off like bad guy in an 80s ski movie vibes, right? He just gives off like he's the skier that doesn't like the snowboarder and John, Johnny Tsunami vibes for, for people of a particular age. But but uh, but you're going to have to root for him this weekend. You want the Jets, an AFC team that's not really in the mix, doesn't really affect you at all, to beat the Detroit Lions and push them to 6-8, and eight, which gives you some breathing room. 
right? Win, lose, or draw for Washington. You want breathing room against Detroit. Detroit's hot right now. I mean, they're just they're just in a good place right now. Their offense is cranking. Their their defense leaves a little to be desired. So you need Zach Wilson, the the Jets quarterback, who's stepping in for an injured Mike White, to get in there and and play like the guy who they thought they were going to get when they drafted him number two overall. You need to take advantage of Detroit's weakness, which is their defense. As bad as the Vikings look right now, and by the way, they are down thirty to nothing against the Colts. As bad as they look right now, last week. Kirk Cousins threw for 400-plus yards against Detroit. Justin Jefferson had 220-some-odd yards against Detroit. There are yards to be gained in their secondary. You can go get them. So if you're Washington right now, you just cross your fingers and you hope that Zach Wilson is good enough to take advantage of that weakness for Detroit. And then you might be able to back your way into the playoffs, right? You never want to back your way into the playoffs, but who knows? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the way to go about things. I'm Tim Donnelly. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Tomorrow night's game, Washington and the Giants. It's a one-time special, hidden in the regular season playoff game. We talk about the stakes coming up next. Stick around. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Call lines open, 1-800-636-1067. It is, it is comically, comically, I think it is hilariously, right? You can pick your, your own funny adjective or funny adverb, but, uh, but goodness gracious, is it a tough day for the Vikings? I'm going to take you through the, the, the Vikings real quickly here. And Kirk Cousins is out there. I'm sure trying his best and he doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to pack it in, but, uh, These are the days when Washington is happy that they did not invest all of the money that the Vikings have invested in Kirk Cousins into Kirk Cousins. Um, We'll take you through the the Vikings drives so far. This, I mean, I can't, like I said, it's comical. Uh, Well, they, uh, before they even got the ball, or actually at the end of their their first drive, uh, they had a punt blocked. It was returned for a touchdown. Uh, the next drive, they fumbled it, turned it over. The next drive, they lost it on uh, a fourth and one. They did not get the, the – the, they went for it and didn't get it. The next drive on a fourth and one, they went for it and didn't get it. The next drive, three and out. The next drive, a pick six. The next drive, a punt. That is an offense that is not clicking on all cylinders. Blocked punt, touchdown, fumble, turnover on downs, turnover on downs, punt, pick six, punt. And they just gave up another three points. Colts ahead 33-0, to zero, and it's not even halftime. And it's not even halftime. You like that? I mean, you got to say it. You got to say it. Uh, it's overtime on 106.7 The Fan, 1-800-636-1067 is the call-in line. There is a one-time special hidden in the regular season playoff game this weekend. I almost feel like I want to I, I say it like a, one of those stereotypical like used cars, right? Right now, if you make your way right now down to Sunday Night Football, you can have a playoff game way before anyone else. That's what it is. The Giants at Washington, to me, it's a playoff game. I've already deemed it a must-win for Washington. The Giants are 7-5-1, but in their last four games, they're 0-3-1. 
Washington started their season so far behind the eight ball, mostly with uh, Carson Wentz at quarterback, that they they've needed to turn their season around, but they also give themselves such a tiny margin of error that these two teams who tied two weeks ago are playing each other and and it's significantly more on the line than you would normally have in, in a week 15 game or whatever it is. And because of that, you get to see what you're working with. Right? You get to see what the the what what kind of chops you have. Neither of these teams, and, and I say this, you know, factually, not not to rub it in, neither of these teams have an absurd amount of playoff experience, right? A game here or there, sure, but not not the kind where, like, you know, certain guys play in the playoffs enough, you know they're going to be good, right? It's like, hey, he's, he's done it so many times that you're just confident in his ability to exceed in that place. But if you don't have all of that experience, if you don't have a track record of it, it's difficult to be confident in it. So what do you do? You do everything you possibly can to simulate that experience. Just like in practice, you do everything you can to simulate a game so it's it's more familiar when you get there. The Similar logic, right? In the regular season, do everything you can to mimic the intensity of a playoff game so you're better when you get there. That's what you're looking for. And this game is about as close to a playoff game as you'll get. It's, it's you know, anyone that's ever watched a college rivalry, you know that the coaches and the players love to say, oh, it's like a, a heightened atmosphere, right? When uh, Virginia Tech plays UVA, when Ohio State plays Michigan. Those are, those are the things, right? Everyone talks about how heightened the intensity is. Well, guess what? The closest thing, and, and I've had this argument before with somebody else, uh, the, NFC, the NFC North, uh, right, with the, the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions, that's the only other division that I think has an argument. But the, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, and, of course, Washington, that East division, that's to me as close as you get to a college rivalry. That's to me as close to you get as like fans, their genuine dislike, their genuine dislike bordering on hate is pure rivalry driven, right? You see someone in the other, the other jersey, you just, you just don't like that person. That's as close as you can get to that. I believe that that East Division, that's what it is. So you, you ramp up the intensity, you ramp up the stakes because of the rivalry. You have the exact same record and you're essentially tied for a playoff spot. So you ramp up the intensity, you ramp up the, the atmosphere because of the, the records and the playoff implications. You look at the Giants' rest of season schedule. Right? You throw San Fran in there. I don't think you can bank on that being a, a win, right? I mean, no, no disrespect, but I don't think you can bank on that being a win. You look at Cleveland. Cleveland, you'd expect them to knock off some of the rust. You, you probably hope that's a win, but I don't think it's a sure thing. And Dallas is similar. It's going to have those super-duper high stakes. It's going to be in conference. You hope almost that Dallas has everything cinched up so they can rest guys, but I don't think you can bank on that either. Now you look at the Giants. They have Minnesota, Indy, and Philly, which is ironic. <laughs> Oh, you look at the Giants' rest-of-season schedule. It goes Minnesota, Indy, and Philly. So you might say, based on today, 
right? Indy and, and, and Mini are playing each other. You might say, based on today, Minnesota doesn't look like that scary of a game next week. Right? They're down 33 nothing at half to the Vikings. Or sorry, the, the Vikings are down 33 nothing to the Indianapolis Colts. So you might say the Vikings aren't scary. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But then by that same logic, you'd guess Indy the next week is scary. So, you know, you have two hard games and, and one easy game if you are the, the Giants after this. You can pick which one's the hard one. I just say all of that to say this. If you play well in this game... If you play well on Sunday night football, if you win the game and you look like you're handling your emotions and and the moment well, that not only sets you up to make the playoffs, that also leads me to believe you will be adequately prepared to play well in the playoffs. And if you lose, granted you still might make the playoffs, I think we'll we'll have seen you underperform in – the closest thing you have to a playoff atmosphere. So then I, you know, I, I always say, and it's it's one of my, you know, sayings, quips, whatever theories, that the greatest indicator of future success is past success, and the greatest indicator of future failure is past failure. If you get into a high intensity situation and don't play well, then the next time you're in a high intensity situation, I'm going to expect you not to play well. Vice versa, true as well. So, so I think whoever wins this game tomorrow makes the playoffs. I'm with it. right? I think if Washington beats the Giants, I think they're in. And if the, the Giants beat Washington, I think they're in. The team that loses still might make the playoffs simply based on what Seattle and Detroit do down the stretch. They still might get in, but I will be much more confident in the winner of, of Sunday night's game to play well in the playoffs. Because I've seen them in a game that essentially is a playoff game, at least it feels that way, I've seen them play well. So that's that's why all of this matters. That's why calling it a must-win game matters. That's why understanding that primetime games are different matters. That's why all of that matters, because you get almost a playoff simulation. And if you play poorly, you better figure out which one of your guys were out there shaking in their booties. And either give them some resolve, figure out how to make them a bit more confident, or replace them with someone that's going to go out there and not be shaken in their booties. There's nothing worse than going into a big game and you look at your teammate in their eye and, and you can tell in their, in their heart of hearts, they're like, uh, you don't want that. And you'll tell tonight. Jogging out onto that field, you'll tell tonight. And I'm pretty confident Taylor Heineke will be confident because that guy always is. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I do want to touch, before we get out of here, and we're nearing the end of the show, I want to touch on the report from the Washington Post earlier this week that, uh, that the Snyders are continuing forward with their quest to potentially, maybe, one day, possibly, selling the Commanders. Stick around. The Fan, Overtime, I'm Tim Donnelly. Hopefully, you've had a good time hanging with us today. Caitlin, back at the studio, doing a great job. Um, If you want to keep the conversation going beyond our relationship here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan, follow me on Twitter, at Donnelly Sports. That's D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y, S-P-O-R-T-S. I have a... uh, I have a very hard time turning down debates on Twitter, so feel free. Light it up. Uh, Again, Donnelly Sports on Twitter. Um, 
you know, there's, there's, I'm just going to call a spade a spade. There's, there's always, <laughs> it seems like every couple of weeks, there's a new crumb, there's a new snippet, there's a new clue that gets everybody really excited about possibly Dan and Tanya Snyder selling the Washington Commanders. And there was another tiny crumb and or snippet that came out this week that uh, got everyone really excited again. Bank of this, according to the Washington Post. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll just I'll read you a quick sentence. Bank of America, the investment bank hired by Commanders co-owners Dan and Tanya Snyder, is moving forward with the process for them to consider offers to purchase all or part of the team. Per the Washington Post, the bank is set to send what amounts to a prospectus for the team to qualified potential buyers who agree to confidentiality. Now, obviously, the confidentiality makes it difficult for us to know who, uh, maybe impossible for us to know who is getting this this prospectus so they can put together their offers. But that is a little bit of news, right? That's a that's a nugget. That's a morsel that can get you excited about the Snyder's possibly selling if that's something you would get excited for. I have this this inkling, notion. It's gut feeling, intuition. That even if everything says the Snyders should sell, right? If it says the investigations are hanging over you, if it says uh, you took out a, a $450 million loan, which he did when he, when, uh, he bought out his, his minority stakeholders a couple years ago, um, and, and in, with that, it came with special approval from the other owners to add that much more debt, and he has until 2028 to pay off that, that $450 million. and if you don't have that cash, right, I would say I wouldn't go up to the wire with it when people know you have to sell. There's, even if all of the, the logic and reason and everything else says they should sell, I don't think Snyder sells if he doesn't get a ginormous record-breaking amount of money, right? I think he needs to, to, and this is just, again, just a, it's an inkling. It's a, it's a inference. It's a gut feeling. I don't think he moves on unless he feels like he can win on the way out. And the only way to win on the way out is to break every record and, and, and maybe set a record that's pretty difficult to chase down for, for valuing of a franchise. Now the, the record at this point is the $4.65 million, sorry, $4.65 billion that the, the Walton Penner group paid for the, the Broncos. I think it might take like six and a half billion to get Snyder to sell Washington. So who are we fans of right now? Who are we rooting for? Who are we cheering for? Petty, super ridiculously rich billionaires that are out there looking for the ultimate status symbol to brag about to their other super ridiculously rich buddies. I don't know. I tried to tried to mime some enthusiasm there, but seriously, Owning a professional sports franchise is a bit like printing money, but it's also like the ultimate status symbol, right? If you are a multi-billionaire, what's the most exclusive club you can get into, right? Because billionaires aren't used to being told they can't get in places, right? They got they, they don't ball up 20s and give $20 handshakes. They call ahead and buy the place, right? They, they, there's not many places that billionaires can't get in, but right now... Ownership in the NFL is one of them for everybody that's not already in. And there's, there's a bunch of them. They really, really want to be in that club. 
And they're probably willing, or at least we have to hope they're willing to overpay to get into that club. Because I think it's going to take an overpay to get Snyder to part with it. Right? So you hear of the Byron Allens or the Bezoses or, you know, this billionaire, that billionaire, the other billionaire. I don't care who it is. I just want it to be somebody that is so dead set on getting in that the number doesn't matter. Uh, if you recall um, the Clippers owner, Steve Ballmer, Microsoft guy, dozens and dozens of billions of dollars in net worth. And when he bought the, the, the Clippers from Donald Sterling, it was, it was an overpay, right? It was over $2 billion the first time a franchise had gone for that much. And, and he was asked about it at the time. And he was like, yeah, it's an overpay, but I didn't want to wait anymore. I have the money. I wanted to be an owner. I was going to pay pretty much whatever it takes. So I overpaid. That's what I wanted. We need that guy. And I'm not saying Steve Ballmer. I'm saying someone with that attitude. We need someone that's like, yeah, okay, Snyder asked for way more than it's worth. I wanted to be an owner. And, you know, I was employee zero at some startup and I made a ton of money. So I had it and I wanted it. I'm rooting for the billionaires that want the status symbol because that's the only way that this happens. I truly believe that's the only way it ends up happening. So that's what I take out of the latest morsel, the latest crumb, the latest little clue that maybe the Snyders are going to sell. The biggest hurdle to get over is that offer, and it needs to be ginormous, massive, huge, gargantuan, whatever word you want to use. So we're nearing the end of the show. I, I do uh, want to thank you all for tuning in to Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, again, Caitlin has been been great back at the studio, uh, handling all of the callers, all, all of the, the mechanisms behind the scenes. So, so thank you to her. Uh, I also want to encourage all of you to follow me on Twitter at Donnelly Sports, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. Uh, I say that because... You know, if, if I'm getting on here on Saturdays, there might be something that happens on a Wednesday and we want to hash it out or you want to correct me or you want to argue with me and I'm here for it all. Or we can just have, you know, positivity and light and just compliment each other. I'm there for that as well. It's all on Twitter at Donnelly Sports. Keep it tuned right here for more on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, great stuff as always on this station. So we're looking forward to uh, everything going on and uh, and we'll see you next time. Until then. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. For many of you, go Commanders. For the couple Giants fans we heard of, hopefully everyone plays well. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.